Hello and welcome to the How to Be Unpopular podcast. This is Todd and I'm here with Leon Bassin. Leon Bassin, if you don't know, owns uh, Shop Task. Um, he is the creator, owner, operator of Wizard Frames and the distributor of Seba in Canada. Um, he was also the Israeli inline champion in 1999. Uh, for a couple of years. Oh, for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe like 96, 7, 8. Wow. Maybe 9. Yeah. A reign of championship status. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Wow. And he actually had a clip in um, Hoax 4. Four? Six, six. six clips. So you had six clips? Yeah. <laughs> in Hoax 4. That's really, legit. Really proud of it. Wow. Not proud of the tricks. But pr- proud yeah. of the accomplishment. Well, that's some very... Uh, that's, that's, that, that's some status right there. Yeah, that's when clips and videos meant, were really, meant something. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah, back in the day, if you had a clip in a video, yeah. you were like a baller. That's true. Uh, do you have any... It's weird. Podcast, I have to adapt. <laughs> but did, did you ever have clips in, like, U.S. videos? No. Or, like, international videos? No. Um... Well, m- more modern videos. I had clips in. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the Arizona. What was that X-rated video? Wake up. Wake up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah two clips. And that was still around the time where it was, it was an accomplishment. An accomplishment. Yeah, it was a new video. Yeah. Big release. I remember being really excited because we had clips in uh, Walking Shadow. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was like a Canadian. I had uh, clips video. in it too. Yeah, I think they they took footage, like we sent footage to them, Yeah, and then it was like a legit video. And then of course like BMCC, like Battle My Crews. Yeah. Um, Battle My Crews was really important, or really uh, got people stoked because everyone could have clips in a video. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> your whole crew. And you were so stoked when it came out on VHS. Yeah. You'd watch all the sections. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Good times. It's kind of funny how it, it, we all basically got what we want, like out of technology. Like everyone just wanted to be able to share their skating yeah. with people, and it's that has just gotten more and more efficient. Yeah. And now it's like instant. But do you think it's the same type of satisfaction? No, obviously not because it's easier, so it's it's not as special when it happens. Yeah, because anyone can do it. Um, but the exchange of ideas is is more rapid. Mm-hmm. So, skating can change really fast. That's true. But I don't. It hasn't changed. Has is it changing? In my world, it's changing yeah. <laughs> really fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to to say for other people, but I, I think lately 
it's changing pretty quick for people. Yeah. Like for the first time, people trying 72s and things like that. A lot of, it seems like a lot of people are. <clears throat> yeah. Even if they're not sticking to it, they're still giving it a chance, and that's exciting. So yeah. even if they go back, if they go back with new knowledge. So yeah, it's changing really good. Yeah. But I feel like it's, uh, it will start kind of exponentially changing more and more for those people. Like the change started in the past like two years. Yeah. And like some, maybe I feel like we are a little, like we've been changing longer. Right. So we're in that stage where like one idea connects with another idea and another idea. Like we tried 90s and 100s and all those different setups and like more ideas come together. Right. Where for, I feel like for some people they're a little behind. Not to be cocky, but... It, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> but um, it just... Behind more, in terms of, like, not being used to... Haven't experienced as not, much yeah, stuff as... Not having the experience of, like, skating 80s mm -hmm. for a whole year, and then skating 90s for a whole year, yeah, and then exactly. going to 110s. Yeah. It's so valuable to experience all those different sizes and, and, and figure out for yourself how each of those setups can be used. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you totally gain knowledge and skills yeah. from each setup. And then when you try the setup, you have like more more context. Like, oh, this... The 110s are more stable than the 90s. Exactly, yeah. The sa that sound that you hear is Leon ripping into a, like one of the most delicious croissants. You want to take another bite? I'd be lying do, if I said no. Do it, do it. I don't yeah. have the heart to just eat it myself. <clears throat> Before this, we went to a rest a place called Boku because Leon had to show me how amazing these croissants are, and they are really, really, really good. They're so good. Um, but while we were there, we were sitting in the car waiting for the, the place to open up. It's seven thirty in the morning, by the way. Um, so we were sitting in the car waiting for the place to open up. We were talking. And then we were like, okay, it's open. Let's go get our croissants. And we we got out. And Leon's like, oh, fuck. And he had left the... He had locked the keys in the car. So we had to call a, a tow truck. And uh, Leon had to pay $50 to get the keys out of the car. So uh, this podcast costs us cost Leon $50 to produce, so if you could uh, click the donate button on our website, uh, all proceeds will go to uh, the Leon Basson. I left my keys in the car and I had to pay $50 for a tow truck fund. Thank you guys. <laughs> I really need it at the time. This money will be used towards paying other bills. <laughs> Um, so, you've made, the 90s were the first, uh, wizard mm -hmm. frame, and then, and then you made hundreds, and then you made one tens. We did try, we made, when we're in the process of, 
um, the prototypes. We did make an 84 version as well. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. For junior skates. <laughs> no, we did. I did make an 84 just to see how it would feel. Yeah. And I was still in the... Actually, in big wheels, too, I was skating 84s quite a bit. Okay. Like the ones that I put those little grind plates on the side. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, and then went back to the 90s and decided it can only go up from there. Yeah. So... Uh, will there be an even bigger wizard frame? Will there ever be a 120 or 130? Uh, I don't think it's necessary. In terms of like, I don't, at the moment, I don't see the need to add extra height and extra length. Yeah, because you're it, on the 110s right now. Yeah, and, um, but at the same time, if 110 is my preferred size and I have such a small foot, seven or eight um, yeah the way I see it is a person that size 12 foot and a person that size 8 foot to get the same experience they would have to have two different frame sizes because they're bigger they're taller their foot is larger right um, so whenever I come to a conclusion that all right this frame makes perfect sense for me I also consider people with like larger feet size and smaller feet sizes and uh, so, I don't know, it's really hard to say because I do really enjoy the 110s, um, which almost seems like there should be a bigger size if, or like a longer frame. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but at the moment, I think 110 would be kind of the limit. So how, what is... What is the experience of skating a 110, or how would you describe it, skating a 110 compared to an 80 or a 90? Very similar in, in the sense of, like, the speed that you can get out of them. Yeah. A lot of people always say, oh, you must be going so fast with them. But, uh, like, sometimes I would put 80s or 72s in the initial roll, like, when I push off doesn't feel any difference. Slower. Yeah, like, I skated bigs. Like, me and Josh Silver, we, we switched, like, I had the hundreds at the time. We went for a skate, and I put on his 70, well, his bigs that were rockered. Yeah. And because of the space, because of the H-block in the center, the space between, like, number two and number three wheel, yeah. so the contact points with the ground, were pretty much the same as my 100s without the H block in the center. So, like when I was standing on it, like and pushing off, I was pushing off with like the same contact points with the ground, and it, I don't know, on smooth, on perfectly smooth surface, it didn't feel any slower. Yeah. Uh, where you really, the big difference with the bigger wheel, is it would just keep your momentum going further. Right. So when you push off the wheel would roll much further. Um, and the other thing, if the surface is not smooth, every bump will slow down the wheel quicker, the smaller the wheel More. is. Right. Um, so with bigger wheels, if the, if the surface is perfectly smooth, then you wouldn't experience any, like, kind of... Benefit. Um, 
or of yeah. speed. He wouldn't, yeah, there would be almost no speed benefit. There would be a little bit more glide. Yeah. Um, but when you're skating outdoors, which is uh, kind of the whole idea of the frame was always to make it all around, like all purpose. Yeah, like skating like street, like any surface. Yeah. Just like having drive away. Just having like the idea of like having one setup to do everything. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the bigger wheels definitely is getting a lot closer to having a one setup because then opens, you know, 50% more surfaces that are enjoyable. Yeah. Or who knows how many, what percent. Well, that's really where I felt the biggest benefit of bigger wheels and, and the wizard frames is just skating on, uh, just skating around the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't even really worry too much about like oh I don't want to skate here to there because the pavement's like really shitty. Like mm -hmm. on in aggressive skates, I would never want to skate like from spot to spot. I'd always take my skates off and drive to the next spot just because mm -hmm. it didn't really feel good. And I'd get to the spot and I'd be tired and my feet would be fatigued. But in wizard frames, it it almost feels like this the whole street is a skate park. Yeah, like it just feels like. Everything is very smooth and, like you said, like the glide. Like mm -hmm. you can just put a few strides in and then just chill out and you just glide. Yeah. You, you don't lose your speed nearly mm -hmm. as fast. It's like the, the friction in the video game is, is yeah. turned way down. And you can just slide, 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 slide. Yeah. Um, so it's incredible. So do you have any any plan then... Of, re of making like a new frame or is it, is it the um, three frames that kind of like well I don't see it as three frames I see it as one frame at the moment yeah and just having three size options to give like different people find like which size works for them but once you find the size uh, that makes most sense to you I think you can do exactly the same stuff with this frame like the purpose is the same yeah. Do you think it would be hard for people to f find the frame that is right for them because they are so expensive and like it would it would be very costly to um, I'm try the 90s. Oh, I'm, now I'm going to try the 100s. It's I'm still trying to figure it out. Um seems it seems that it really depends where you are with skating. Yeah. Um like wh where I'm thinking for the uh, like a beginner skater, it's more about like the size in relation to their foot size and, and their height. And their height, same as like skiing. But for aggressive skaters or people that want to use the frame to do skating as well as tricks, that's when it's like a little um, complicated. Because if you do want to do more grinds, the one hundreds or one tens might be a little too long and too tall so yeah. to do a topside trick on a hundred or one tens yeah would be you would really have to bend your foot yeah also depends like what skates you're using it with and um, a lot of aggressive skaters still have this idea that they might be able to use them on <laughs> like softer skates yeah um, and that, that was a big uh, 
it's still like a big problem that people look at the frame or talk about the frame without realizing. So when you say softer skates, um, well, we're using it with like in order to get everything out of this frame, you need a really supportive boot. So the way you feel on your skates now, like being able to being stable and um, not feeling like your ankle is bending. Yeah, exactly. Getting like the support that you're looking for when you go up in wheel size, you have to also make sure that there's more support to go along with that. And uh, this is kind of the tricky part where like we're all looking at it as like, oh, this, this works really, this frame works really well, but it only works well because the boot is able to support that. Right. So it, I guess. And, what you, I, and, and when you're saying the boot, you're talking about, because we're all in a carbon yeah. boot, a very solid, uh, yeah, cause as soon supportive as you, skate. If you put it on an SL boot, um, or. So you've, have you, you've tried it with plastic boots. Yeah, I let someone in the POWO try it with an SL boot. What's a SL? SL? Uh, the Razor is SL. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I felt really bad because his, his boot broke. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did it? But he kind of knew, like, right away. That it was like, it was just flexing the boot too much, so the whole sole, the whole base of the boot, like, flexed it. <laughs> so do you think that is, uh, an issue with plastic boots across the board or just like cheaper plastic boots I think it, razors uh, no no like I have a, a guy now and um, he's trying the um, the 90s because I have a few frames floating around that I'm shipping from people to people yeah from people to people <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he just sent me an email when he got them and he's trying them on shadows and he tried mine at the powwow, uh, one tenth with yeah. my boot, and he was like no problem. Was like handling them really well. I was super impressed for the first time. Skills, <clears throat> sorry. Skills, skills, skills. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's funny like seeing some people um, put them on and they're instantly like so in tune with the with this frame or with again it's not the frame it's the whole setup that's the thing that i think people don't realize is how easy it is to like get used to because mm -hmm. it's very natural yeah it, it really is like the skate is designed to be very easy to skate in for yeah. for anybody yeah and it's not that you know that i that i'm brilliant or whatever <laughs> It's simply slightly better than what's out there. Like from, yeah. from all the skates that are out there, and uh, me being able to work in a shop and seeing the different skates and having so much feedback, it's kind of easy to say, okay, this is the one that would work best for most people from right. what's available out there. And so I think it could get a lot more natural and a lot yeah, more in yeah, tune with sure. you. For sure it could be... It could be it could be improved a lot, um, but yeah, it's definitely a step forward. I want to talk to you about um, about skating, about like where about your own experience with skating, and about how um, or where you'd like to take 
your skating? Like, what kind of tricks have you been, like, exploring? And, like, what... All right. Um, so, I don't know if we have all the time in the world. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. But uh, there's two parts to it. One is the part that this kind of the, the aggressive part in me that still um, that I still want to film stuff and put it out there to inspire people yeah that's well that's kind of what I'm talking about like I'm talking about in terms of what you want to document and what you want to show people mm -hmm. like what um, where's that going for you or where do you want it to go Okay, so this part, um, I guess that the ultimate goal is to get it to the second part, which <laughs> is not really about filming. Um, <clears throat> it's just about skating and being, um, using skating to get using like the skills that I have with skating <clears throat> to experience like a higher kind of level of consciousness. <laughs> so okay. That, um, now we're cooking with gas. Yeah, so that's just super slow-mo inspired. But um, yeah, that, that's really more so what to use I'm it hearing, as meditation. Right. And, so okay. And I've been really enjoying skating in that way. <clears throat> I haven't been filming very much, so most of my skating has been very, like, um, yeah, I guess kind of like yoga is for some people, just a meditative place, but <clears throat> with guidance from slow-mo, <laughs> the grand master, the grand master, I've been kind of able to, because you met up with him in, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's a whole interesting story, but I won't get into it because that could take a long time. But uh, yeah, I was accidentally I ran into him when I was in California. Really? Yeah. Ac was, accidentally? Yeah, completely. Like I can talk about how random it was that okay, we tell ran, us. ran into each other. Um, but yeah, that I'll try to make it really quick. We're in LA for about a week. Uh, me and Brian Long, and then he flew back. Um, he flew back to Seattle, and I was planning to go drive to the powwow from LA. Yeah. Um, the The original plan was to just go to LA and then drive back to Vancouver. Uh, so we drove there, and then I decided, you know, I really want to go to the powwow. I think it's going to be good. So uh, I'm going to drive to Florida all across by myself, and Brian will fly back <clears throat> from L.A. And then I had a couple days after Brian left to... St I needed to stay there for a reason, like it was a Friday, or it was a Saturday, and I had to stay there till Monday to start driving. And uh, so I had some time to spend, and I decided to go just drive to San Diego along the coast to kind of explore... Um, see like you know areas where people are skating more like along the beach on 
wanted to see all the little towns. Yeah. And uh, made it to San Diego with no purpose. I just didn't want to be <clears throat> in L.A. because I spent a week there. And uh, I was just sleeping in my car so I can be anywhere. Yeah. So I went to San Diego, spent the night there, uh, woke up, went to the beach. I didn't want to skate because it was too busy on the on the beach. And, yeah, just kind of hung out and decided to um, spend a little bit of time there, even though there was nothing to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and then just walking on the beach, I ran into slow-mo. <laughs> so like, you just, you saw him skating? Yeah, he was skating towards me, and I was, oh my I was God. blown away. <laughs> so, I, I, and it was really, really busy. Uh, I didn't even know he's from San Diego. Uh, I guess... Later, I could have known if I listened to the podcast and stuff, but I didn't realize. Oh, my God. So he was skating towards me, and I was like, hey, slow-mo, like, I need to talk to you. (laughs) And he he was in his zone, tons of people, and he had headphones on. And he was like, oh, hey, hey. Like, I stopped him, and I was kind of running after him as he's, like, moving through people, and people probably thought I was crazy. I just met God. And he's like, oh, uh, well, I was telling him, I'm, uh, I'm friends with Todd. Like, he, he did a podcast with him, the guys from Mushroom Blading. Yeah. And uh, he's like, who, what? Like, <laughs> he was so out of it, like, he wasn't kind of ready. He wasn't expecting this. He's like, oh, so what do you want? Do you want a, you want a picture? <laughs> <laughs> like, not in, the, in, not in the rude way. It's really nice, but, oh, okay, okay, you, you want to take a picture? What? what? I was like, no, I need to talk to you. I need to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, without really knowing what I want to talk to him about, I just yeah, yeah. kind of felt like there, there is something that, yeah, there's a purpose there, why we met. Oh, for sure, yeah. So he was like, okay, I'll catch you on, on my way back, on my skate back. I was like, okay, awesome. Like, so I sat down there <laughs> for maybe an hour. <laughs> he never came back. And I was like, fuck, I'm not leaving until, like, until I meet him. Like, now that I know he's on this beach, like, I'm not in a rush anywhere. I'll find this guy. I'll sleep here if I have to. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm spending the whole day here. He will skate by. (laughs) So, and I didn't want to go back to my car to grab my skates because I didn't want to miss him. I didn't even want to go to the washroom because what if he skates by when I go to the washroom? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, okay, like, I really had to pee. So I started walking in the direction that he skated. And then quickly went into the washroom that was right on the water, yeah. like right on the pathway. Like, like made sure that he's not coming from far away. And then like <laughs> ran in, ran out. Pushed the pee out really fast. Yeah, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and then came out like he wasn't there, kept on walking. Probably after about two hours, I walked all the way to one end and then started walking back. And then just sat on the grass hanging out, and then he came. That was, like, honestly, two, two and a half hours after I met him. Whoa. So I ran. You see, the story cannot be short. <laughs> no, no, it's good, though. Take your time. So, I was, like, I see him coming, and I was, I run to him. It's like, hey, slow-mo, you, you told me you're gonna, you, you told me you're gonna meet me on the way back. And he's like, oh, oh okay, okay, <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So we, like, started kind of talking. Uh, again, I started explaining. He's like, okay, so who are you? I'm like, oh, my name is Leon. I'm friends with Todd. 
Todd, like, from Mushroom Blading, and I kept on saying Mushroom Blading, where I should have said how to be unpopular, because that's probably how he remembers the podcast. Yeah. And um, at first he was like, oh, I don't know, like, I'm not sure, and then slowly kind of started ringing a bell. Pieced it together. I was like, okay, I was like, we make videos, like, doing tricks and stuff like that, and it was really weird to explain what, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck we're doing. Yeah. Like, I assume he knew, and it's like, what, you don't know, like, alright, this is complicated. <laughs> and, and, like, and I own a, like, I run a rollerblade store, and I'm, I also skate, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then slowly, like, okay, okay. So, he's like, so you're a businessman. I was like, well, kinda, yeah, like, it's like I have a store. Um, but you're also a skater, okay? Like, he's trying to kind of analyze me yeah yeah and um and then through the conversation like yeah i'm really inspired by like i listen to your podcast and i watch the documentary and i don't really get it you know well i do get it but i i don't get it on the same level and you know i really want to like learn more and i want to figure out how other people can get to the same place as you're getting through skating right right um and that's kind of i see this as like maybe because I, I didn't know what I want to talk to him about or um, kind of what's the purpose of our meeting, but it yeah, was like yeah. a very... But you just knew that you really wanted to talk to him because he obviously has knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to extract some of the knowledge yeah, from uh, the Grand Wizard. But the, the whole thing, like the whole... Um, my whole experience was a very like personal, like spiritual kind of quest of you know like when you travel by yourself and that that was the second day like after Brian left so I was finally by myself fully kind of on my own path yeah um I think that's why it all happened like I was in my own zone so did he start to open up with you yeah so the two minutes turned into like a 45 minutes an hour conversation we had to sit down on a bench and like start talking and um, kind of getting more into it and he started understanding where I'm coming from and I told him that yeah like I wanted like make products and you know help people experience skating on like a different level and yeah. like, allow yeah. them like take away certain barriers that exist like kind of like you look at the beach and he's the only well not the only one skating but he's the only one that is getting to he's experiencing something that no one else can Right. Um, or it's very difficult for normal people to get there. And I'm trying to understand, is that like, you know, something we can accomplish by making the equipment a little better, making, you know, in order for someone to get there, first they need to be able to skate. And then, and how can we, yeah, basically how can the public, how can uh, the public access the same zone that you're accessing through skating? Right. And uh, the big thing was kind of like it's not just the equipment, or he doesn't look at it as just the equipment. It's more about kind of guidance. Same as like when you go to yoga, someone is telling you, you know, breathe in and feel your fingers and, you know, all this weird stuff they right. say. Kind of guiding your attention. Yeah. And same with any, um, I guess, religion or anything like this. It's a. It's there's, more there's about someone, the mindset. Yeah, there's there's an experienced person in that zone that can 
guide people or let people know kind of steps they can take to get to that place or get to a similar place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and skating doesn't have that. Skating is just not used for that. He's the, I guess he's, I, he's not the only one, but he's the only one publicly that is using skating for that. I do see a lot of customers, like regular skaters that you know go, fitness skaters that use skating as some sort of a med- meditative state. Or I don't really know what they're getting or if they're getting to the same place. Uh, but maybe if they're very like in tune with themselves and very like aware of kind of this this uh, mystical like state, maybe through other practices like if they if they do yoga or if they do I don't know they get into that mindset through other things in their life. Yeah. Maybe they use they're aware of it and they can use skating to access the same kind of zone in your brain. Right. Um, but, uh... So you said slow-mo wasn't very... wasn't too concerned with the, the technology. He was more concerned with um, guiding people and guiding that experience a little bit. Yeah. Not that he wasn't concerned about the technology. He was... Um, as soon as we started talking, he had some ideas and he said that he tried to work with someone on something before and uh, and he had he had really good ideas and he started like we started kind of sharing ideas and I explained to him about my frame and um, um, we kind of talked back and forth and some ideas that he said I said yeah I thought about something like this and making it this way or that way and then slowly when he realized that I did put a lot of thought into, you know, the subject. He realized, okay, like maybe you you have discovered more stuff than me because you're so, you know, you're so close to this industry. Yeah, you um, have so much experience and and of talking to people about yeah. it and talk like hearing their experience and hearing their viewpoints. Yeah, like you have of wealth of information and and just having the access to the products and seeing them and understanding them and knowing what other companies are making yeah like what's actually available um yeah so that's like slowly he kind of realized yeah there might be something here and kind of the first i don't know half hour we're kind of talking like what's like What's the point of us talking? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to (laughs) convince him that you're worthy of his time and his attention. (laughs) Yeah, but slowly it turned into, you know, like 45 minutes conversation an hour. And we, um, I basically said, like, I have my skates here. I just didn't want to go to the car. Like, um, you know, like, if you're going to go skating later, I'll bring my skates. Let's go skating together so I can really understand. uh, I can really understand it on... A deeper level right um, so he was basically trying to show me how to get into the zone oh wow <laughs> whoa so you went skating with him yeah so he's he basically 
So he said, okay, I'll be skating back like at sunset. Yeah. So let's meet back here at sunset. And then... Holy uh, shit. I was like, fuck yeah, like amazing. <laughs> I was like, I have a little bit of time to go eat and get like ready. Get ready, <laughs> stretch. <laughs> stretch. And he was, like, it's, he was like, do you skate with music? And I said, no. He said, like, you have to skate with music. Like, that's a really important part of getting into the zone. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, like, I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, it's also really good to take a toke, like, to take a little <laughs> puff before you go skating. It helps you kind of loosen up. It's like, yeah. just smoke a little, little bit. Like, that will put you in a, like, in a good space. And I was yeah. like, don't worry, like, I've been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was good reassurance from him that it's a, kind of like a helpful thing with skating or with getting into a meditative state. Um, so anyway, I got, I went and I ate some food, um, took a little puff, got ready. Yeah. Met him at the beach at sunset. Oh my God. And he had, because I didn't have music, instead of having headphones, he had his music kind of up, like loud. So I can skate beside him and kind of tune into his music. Right. And he was really thoughtful. It was uh, very interesting. So did he, so he... He talked to you while you guys were skating. Yeah, so it was kind of like, uh, so we skated maybe for two, two and a half hours, like, yeah. skated for a while. So we you started... Like, to skate down a path yeah. together? Okay. It was really busy, a lot of people, so um, it's really, you know, uncomfortable. Uh, and he's a celebrity there, like, everyone's like, slow-mo, slow-mo, like, <laughs> yeah. as he's skating by... And uh, me skating with him and trying to kind of imitate him was really embarrassing. Like, being... And I asked him, like, how do you... Like, why do you skate when there's so many people? Yeah. Like, doesn't it distract you? And he said, like, you know, when you get into that zone, like, this doesn't matter. You just kind of follow. Like, the people don't exist. Like, you're not focusing on any objects. You're just focusing on kind of the emptiness. Like... you're focused on you see the space the space besides the objects and as soon as you focus on an object that's when you're out of the zone whoa so okay it makes sense but you know to to be um yeah it's not easy to like you know tune all this stuff out so he he actually chooses to skate when when it's busy or he just doesn't care well when we skated at night it was kind of we skated kind of further and it was like a lot more quiet but he doesn't care he goes skating like this is not affecting him like if you're if you're able to if you're a wizard like slow-mo like he can be he can be in the zone like and the people don't bother him and i think that's just a really high level of kind of consciousness to be able to tune all those things out especially when you're (coughs) him and and like you said everyone knows his name and people are screaming at him so, what did he give you any other... Yeah, there was a lot of lessons. So, first thing he said, like, as we were kind of skating, he would, he's really, like, thoughtful and really smart and, like, really educated, uh, obviously. He was a brain... Sur- yeah. Brain surgeon? Or yeah. brain... Yeah, neurologist. So a neurologist. Yeah, so he really understands how the brain works and... 
Jesus but Christ. he's also really educated like you know he would quote different like philosophers I see him as like a modern age philosopher yeah um not that I met any modern age philosopher but he's really like thinking about you know the planet and kind of what's going on is really uh, aware yeah really really so I'm trying to, how old is slow-mo um it's like in his 60s uh yeah i think he's like yeah late late 60s wow or i'm not sure it's so exciting to think that the future holds many slow-mos yeah and and just and i was like I'm, you know like i'm you know talking to him and realizing how far um he explored like his brain and like uh, understanding and uh, understanding this world on a such deeper level yeah well it's so so interesting that he he went so deep being a neurologist studying the brain in general yeah and then also going so deep into his own mind yeah and he's using rollerblading yeah as his tool it's very difficult to do this podcast right now because there's just like hot asses running <laughs> past us. You see, if you're in the zone, you know it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm you, not in the zone. You're not. I'm. I'm the filth wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily distracted by bouncing watermelons. Same here. Hopping down the street. Same here. But not at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so. Tell me, was, uh, were there any more, tell me more about the lessons. So, like, right away, he, as we were skating, um, he's kind of, like, asking questions and analyzing me and giving me, like, little, like, little lessons. And then, it's funny, because there was a lot that went on, so slowly I'm, as I'm skating and trying to get into the zone, um, I'm kind of trying to remember the lessons, and some of them kind of make more sense. But the first thing he said he asked me if I'm right-handed and I said yes he said okay so try to look at the world through your left eye because uh, the left eye is connected to all the good stuff in your brain like all the music like all the good experiences are stored in that side of the brain and if you look if you look through the left eye you know it kind of contacts to like a certain part of your brain if you're like focusing through that Whoa. So I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> so then is it reversed for left-handed people? I'm not sure. That's okay. a good question. So don't quote me on that. But uh, maybe. I guess that's why he asked. Whoa, that's interesting. So he said, look through your left eye. Yeah. Um, he's saying like musicians or artists would be using more of their left side of the brain to, you know, to really get... So get a pirate patch for your, for your right eye. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing I maybe I should have asked, but do you want to like completely close off? <laughs> <laughs> but I think you still, um, it's kind of like the in between, like you see the world through both eyes. Right. And you have like, that's just me trying to explain it uh, with my understanding, so don't take it too serious. No, okay. Yeah. There's the parts that he said, and then me making assumptions because I didn't right. want to like just freaking like interview him non-stop yeah yeah uh but i think it's just it's the balance uh like he's 
the right side of your brain looks at the world and analyzes it based on like um, kind of common sense and kind of like the boring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the left side is the more creative and it like sees the world um, in a different way. And it's kind of being able to see it as balanced as possible, having both eyes look at it, but... But being very aware of... Of, of everything. Of like, the left. So instead of um, just looking at it from the left eye um, or through the right eye, you will be... you Your opinions or your view of the world wouldn't be completely balanced because you're only looking at it from like a math... You know, like one side is like a more mathematical side. Yeah. And like common sense and all that, but you have to have the balance of like the creativity and seeing it from from both. And I think that's kind of the third eye is when you're most balanced and you can have all the factors like see things from a perfect center. Yeah. That's aware of of everything that you can see and everything that you can't see, mm-hmm. and aware of things that don't even exist yet mm-hmm. that you are capable of bringing into existence mm-hmm. through the use of magic. Yeah. Yeah. Through, like, being able to access that zone where, like, I guess the, the zone is, like, a place where everything kind of aligns. It's, like, where... It's a perfect... It's, it's, the, it's the true place. Yeah. Yeah. And that, in that place, you're, you're everything. Like, and the thing is to get to that place... Um, is being able to get to that place and people, the way what Slomo says, people access the zone multiple times a day. Um, and the reason you're addicted to certain things because those things bring you like that slight moment of the zone. Like most people right. don't realize that they just experience the zone. He was just show like, you see those people like, you see, like on the skateboard or on the bike. It's like, they're experiencing the zone with every stride, with every like acceleration, but they, that experience is so brief, and their brain doesn't, they don't realize that this is like a special place that they can get to. Um, so if you're aware of that space, and you're able to um, grasp it and stay there, um, hold on to it and stay in that place then this is kind of the magic right so the first step is being aware that the space exists and figure out which what parts in your life um, get you there and then when you're there when you get that like um, when it's like that magical moment try to realize that this is like you know, this is a zone, like, it's, you're, everything is perfect in this place. Yeah. But, and, like, trying to stay there, and then, yeah, just trying to stay and there. And then learn how to be there as under, much under as any circumstance. Exactly. In any situation. Not let anything get you out of that space. The same way that he can skate in a busy crowd. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, because he is in the zone. It, if you are a grand wizard, it, it doesn't matter if you're on a boat, or Mm -hmm. in a factory, or... Exactly. It doesn't matter 
how, how much money you have, yeah. you are in that zone yeah. and nothing can take you out. Exactly. Once you've achieved that. So he is using the activity of rollerblading to experience the zone, to learn more about the zone, to mm-hmm. spend more time in the zone. Exactly. And it almost, yeah, it seems like once you've spent enough time in there and learned, because it's such a self-knowledge, it's mm-hmm. such a, it's something that you totally have to, it, it requires so much learning about yourself and learning about your your brain's habitual mm-hmm. um, thoughts and fears and emotions mm-hmm. that anything that any activity that brings you into that zone mm-hmm. can be beneficial and used as a learning technique. Yeah, definitely. Um. And then it's like, almost like people get, people get so into that activity. Where what they're really into is getting into the zone. The zone and the, yeah. and the zone is the same the same doesn't matter what you how you access it right he explains the space is like he calls it like the higgs boson or like it's a field um, and a lot of it has to do with kind of your <clears throat> relation with the planet you're kind of tuning into um, if you watch the documentary how he talks about <clears throat> a lot of it is um, there's kind of like an energy that goes from the center of the earth and when you're in like that space, when you're in the zone, that energy goes through you. You're like really balanced. Um, so the sense of balance and being—that's what he kind of explained in this podcast with you. Um, there's in that space. There's no time or gravity—not gravity. There's no like. Like no space or time when you're in the zone you're just like you're just part of of the whole thing yeah um, yeah so a lot of it you have to be in a certain like physical like body body position because you're like to experience that sense like the sixth sense um yeah like you it's something to do with your relation to the planet i think right like or how he's saying like your head you have like something in your ear that you have to be in a certain position um so i guess like standing perfectly straight allows this energy to go through you right well you're <clears throat> your brain is con- contained in the vessel of your body mm-hmm. and your brain is getting nothing but input from mm-hmm. your body um, well not nothing but 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 a large amount of of your brain's uh, CPU is spent collecting information from your body mm-hmm. are you okay do you need food do you need water? Mm-hmm. Are you too cold? Are you too hot? Yeah, and um, then this, uh, I guess, <clears throat> what I see this space is, it's when you can tune it all out, 
where you're almost disconnected from your body, when it's just your mind. <clears throat> like, your body is still there, but it's a place where you're using your body to, like, enter your brain. Right. Like, the, the inner, kind of your inner spirit. Like, when you're in the zone, that's kind of your inner spirit. That's you, 100%. Well, it's almost like we have a, a visitor. Oh, uh, just open it. Uh, open the door. Yeah. Hi. Hi, excuse me. Do you know where they have a tennis club around? I think, I think in this direction. Uh, like they sent me back this way because I just passed, go all the way on 25th. It's on 3837. 38. Point Grill Road. I don't know. Oh, the Point Road. If you keep on going down. Yes, yes, yes. You know where I'm going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you keep on going down, it's pretty far. You see where. Yeah, it's maybe another like 5 10 minutes walk if you go down this street. Okay, go turn right. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, over there is the pool, but there should be a big tennis club there. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think it's private or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You okay. Have a good one. And I'm thinking about... Because when you're skating, you're using your body. You're very... Uh, obviously very focused on your body. And, and directing your body in certain movements. And uh, keeping your balance. And... Uh, even using your body in a creative way, thinking of trying to think of different things you can do with your body. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting that that can bring you to a similar place as a uh, sensory deprivation tank, mm -hmm. where you're totally, your brain is totally separate from your body. Mm -hmm. It's similar to the the sen the 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 mental space that you get when you're very, when you're using your body mm -hmm. in almost a very extreme way. That's interesting. I think, I think it's just awareness, like, like yoga, for example, you're using your body. There's kind of like two parts to you. There's the, you have a spirit and you have like your physical, yeah. your vessel. And kind of like, that's what I always believed in or felt. Yeah that, you know, you existed here before, <clears throat> you, like the inner you, your spirit existed here before, or in a way is part of this planet and will be here after. There, right. There's something of you that will always be here. That. Like, I just can't picture, even when I was like really, really young, like I remember the thought of like, you know, there's always going to be someone who will see through their eyes, like, the world. And that someone is always, like, there's always going to be, like, a part of me seeing the world. Right. <clears throat> and it may not identify as Leon Basson. Yeah, but there's always going to be someone seeing... And I was really young, like, that was, like, one of, like... I don't have very many memories from being a kid, but that was in Russia when I was, must have been like five or six and uh, yeah so there's but like this thought and like obviously watching a lot of like random stuff 
been listening to a lot of podcasts <clears throat> and trying some psychedelic stuff in the past, um, you kind of, you feel it, that it's, that there's two parts to you. Right. Uh, but hearing it from slow-mo uh, really reassured it for me. And sometimes talking about stuff like this, people think you're crazy. But it's, we just realizing that we don't know anything. You know, we might pretend like we do. Yeah. But we know so little. If anything is, like this feels to me more real than a lot of things that we make up to be real. Right. Because it's like, it's true, it's in you, you can feel it. It's, it's, it's happening. It's something that you can experience mm-hmm. 100%. It's not second-hand knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's the, the immediate, <clears throat> it's the, it's the felt moment. This moment. Mm-hmm. And moments that you've experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess valuing your, your personal experience is important. So bringing it full circle, mm-hmm. how does all this, how does all this um, affect? You can finish this one. How does it affect the way that you see skating and the way that you, like, what do you want skating to be for you? I guess it's two questions. Mm-hmm. One is what do you what what do you want skating to be for you, mm-hmm. and what do you want to document? What, what types of things do you want to film and show the world? Um, so I think... <laughs> like for me, like lately I've been like practicing this more and like going for a skate and trying to get into the zone. And like I started listening to music, <clears throat> started looking, like focusing through my left eye, like <clears throat> as many things as I can kind of remember from those lessons like tilting my head in a certain position trying to find that like stance that kind of gets me in the best place like he's saying it's like being a little bit like lower he finds that's like a really good space to get into it yeah um and um yeah like i had like a a few days where every day like it felt like like I was getting closer to the zone or I can't say if I was like ever in the zone or if I'm because it feels more intense every time hmm like and I think why it feels more intense it's from kind of like how Sloma explains it people access it all the time but just me being aware of it and being intentional going skating and focusing on that and maybe I was able to grasp it or like hold on to it a little bit longer even if it's a, the difference from one second to two seconds and then from two seconds to three seconds like, yeah. but I had those like epiphanies or like you know those like longer moments and I would get to the shop and I'd be like Sean the guy that the hockey guy that works with me I was like man like today I like accessed it like like this was like the best experience so far I would get further and further down this like rabbit hole and kind of after a few times like realizing that I can go further you know based on my experience like that I've been 
kind of enjoying it more and more the more I do it and the more I try to do it. Um, kind of had this weird feeling that I could, I like, I completely see myself just letting go of everything. Like, I don't need my business. Like, as long as I have enough to survive, um, I can just skate all day and access that zone and stay there longer. It was a little scary because you kind of like lose attachment to like anything else. Yeah. But the thing I think that keeps keeps me, because my business is uh, skating and me being able to make products, um, I feel could help. Like I said, it would be really selfish of me to just quit everything. And I would be, right. like, you see me, like, I, I can sleep in my car, I can survive on very little money, like, I can somehow, even though my business is, like, it's big enough, but, like, it's, like, I'm always in debt, like, I'm, it's so hard to make money um, because I keep on investing and, you know, growing this thing. But I could get to a place where, you know, all I need to survive in a month, like, I can have my car, I don't mind living in my car. I don't mind not having anything. Yeah. I don't know how my girlfriend would feel about all this stuff, but <laughs> it's kind of scary because I can see myself going there. And the more I do it, the more disconnected I become from all those like materialistic things. Yeah. Um, but what keeps me kind of like, no, like you can't fully go there, is the fact that like what I do for work is my passion and I could help people get to that place or at least I believe that I with time would be able to make it easier for people to access that place definitely is what kind of keeps me not fully being selfish and like kind of disappearing from the scene <laughs> just letting it all go obviously there's a big part of me that's still super excited about like making an edit and you know people seeing it and getting comments uh, or like it's a reassurance to my like physical or to like me in the same way that that you feel you can help with um, like making new products and or opening new stores or, mm -hmm. or things like this do you think that it's possible to help through your skating itself, through, like, making video? And, and, and yeah, at the moment I feel that um, by me pushing, like, making edits, for example, and pushing, like, the wizard frames, even though it's not necessarily, like, the product that will get people to the zone, but it, I feel like it would get them a little closer, allow them to experience skating more, I think they would spend more time on the skates by having stores, you know, just being able to sell like any type of skate to people is one step closer to, to that, to the zone. And I guess eventually when I feel like it's, it's gotten far enough and people can take, take it from there, then I don't really need to be making edits. So at that point, you can, you can just become pure light yeah. and and go to the moon. <laughs> yeah, just float up yeah. into space. Yeah, and burst. Yeah, with, with joy.
Exactly. Like it, all the like joy is there. Like I can get. I, I'm realizing I can get way more joy from going skating by myself and accessing like this mystical space way more than what I will ever get from an edit. Right. Like it doesn't matter how f how good I would skate and how many comments it would have or views. It it's not like it like maybe to a part of you like the ego ego part of you it would feel it would be really satisfying and really rewarding. But deep inside like the inner you knows that it's kind of fake. Like it's a uh... I, I don't know if I don't know if fake is the right word. It's like a the inner you knows like it's a representation. So it's it, yeah, I guess it's a representation of the truth, or it's a it's a dramatization of of the of the zone or or of the experience. Like for example, when you know when you have an edit and it's really well received, it's rewarding. But deep inside, like when you're excited about it and you like have to watch your your views and stuff like this, we all do it. But deep inside, you know that fuck, I'm being such a grom. There's something unhealthy about about obsessing over the, yeah. the views and over the way that it's received. Mm -hmm. For me, I I I get I get more I get more out of the experience of doing it and making it. Mm -hmm. The whole experience of, of even filming other people and helping them with their tricks and mm -hmm. and then doing my tricks and and that experience of, of guiding the filmer like you should be here you should be here and and it's like the experience of like producing like an art, yeah like, for me I love, that whole process like the whole, journey. Of producing it, and that's what I try to focus my attention on more than the, the like, comments and and how well it's received. It's like that is almost that's secondary. Exactly. The, the primary thing is 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 actually going and doing it. That's where the the most magic lives. Yeah. And then when you if you get too attached to how much people like it or or whatever, if then it can it can take away from. Cause the, the, from the pure experience. Because yeah. you, while you're out there, if you're thinking, oh, I have to do something that people are going to really respond to well. Exactly. You're not coming at it from the zone. Like, exactly. That's, it's, yeah, it's all about like your intentions. Yeah. Um, and that's when I believe the best art is made is when people are in that place where they're just yes. so present in in the process of whatever they're doing, whether it's painting or making a movie mm -hmm. or or stand up comedy, it's you get to a place where you don't care what and the audience when, thinks. That's when it's really that's when the magic happens. Like yeah. if you're able <clears throat> whatever comes from the zone, I guess that's me going back to how I met slow mo is I was in the zone. Like I got in the zone. I knew what I needed to do to kinda be on my own path and do exactly what I want to do and the way he says it is like when you're kind of following your path and things will open up and opportunities will come like there's yeah tons of you know people talking about it like as religion or 
um, but kind of find being able to like listen to that inner voice and follow like and do the right things um, regardless of the outcome that's when the outcome is good yeah ex- exactly <laughs> like when do, you're not too concerned yeah you're not doing it for the, the outcome. outcome you're doing it because it's that's the right thing to do yeah and like not worry too much about the end result um, kind of I that's when that's when people skate the best too is when they're not too concerned with like like when people go to a street spot mm-hmm. if they're just like kind of feeling it out and and kind of and they're just they're putting effort in but they're just like feeling it they're not necessarily just like looking for the the best trick to do the best stunt the biggest mm-hmm. thing or the the um, when, when they're not pure. too concerned with the outcome, mm-hmm. they're just flowing and experiencing, and things naturally happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it it is the most like unique and the most pure, and it it comes from a very human. And only you know where it is, right? If you, f- it, it's the, it's most valuable yeah. for you. If you're thinking of what people are gonna say, you're not. They don't know what you need to do that really brings you joy and brings you to the space. Yeah. You know, the people say, like, you need to do a drop rail or you need to do this. But the drop rail might not be what gets you in the zone. Right. Like, for some people it might. Yeah, yeah, For a exactly. small group of people that they might... That fear and everything really is like... channel a zone through doing something that's very, very dangerous or like a drop rail or... I know I've gotten to, in like great great mind states from being gaps from doing big gaps. Mm-hmm. That's like I used to. I remember I was in Kelowna and I five forty this triple set, this yeah, big yeah. triple set. Yeah, I know. I told you this story. Uh, no, I, you didn't tell. Like I know that you. I five forty this triple set and then it felt so good, and then we filmed it long shot and I was like, yeah, I'll do it once more. We'll film it fisheye. Mm-hmm. And I did it again. Fish eye. Landed it perfect. Had this huge adrenaline dump. This huge thing. I was like on top of the world. Uh, Justin was smoking a joint. He gave me a little puff. And then this, 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 uh, a couple guys came by and they were like religious and they were like, um, talking God talk and and Jesus love. and, And he's like, can I heal you? I was like, yeah, sure. Give me, give me a heel. Use a heel, and he put his hand like I forget, like on my chest, and said a prayer for me. And there was something about the whole experience of doing the gap, being with my friends, and then him doing this, and I was like open to it in a way. Mm-hmm. I was totally humoring him and totally like, okay, you're gonna heal me. Let heal me. And. Mm-hmm. and he said a prayer for me and put his hand on my chest and I, I felt energy from him. I felt love from his hand like go into my body and I started crying. Mm-hmm. It was like the most fucked up shit. <laughs> but I was... It was just a pure release of emotion. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't care. So You're able to hold on to the zone. Like you weren't, you weren't resisting. Like Yeah. Like, you did the trick, 
realizing, okay, I'm in a really good mindset. I'm in the zone. Like, keep it going. Yeah. And that's all about, like, how long you can stay there. If you were like, no, fuck you. Like, don't, like, don't yeah. put your hand on me. That would be getting <laughs> you out of the zone. Out of it. Yeah. So being able to, like, stay there as long as you can, like, just, like, mind-blowing. Like, it's, like, yeah. so emotional. It and, was like, mind-blowing, yeah. I can see that. But as you get older, doing things like 540ing a triple set or doing a drop rail I mean there, yeah. there'll be a small percentage of us who are still capable of that yeah. or who can do it and and draw the same kind of um, energy from it mm -hmm. because when you're older you're in a totally different mind space than you are when you're 20 years old mm -hmm. um, and your body is completely different you might not get the same feeling from it because your body will just hurt a lot when you land in every age like or for every person it's something it doesn't matter like for one person it could be a 540 at that stage of your life yeah to get to the zone that's what you needed to do to have your friends around you right do this like the zone wasn't the 540 no it wasn't the fact that you filmed it, it was the atmosphere like the setting this the weather like everything the fact that you didn't have to work that day or didn't have the weekend off like it's like yeah all those things combined put you in that zone but often people probably get confused and like i need to do more 540s to get into that zone right and for some people maybe the 540 is exactly what gets them in the zone but but i for think you, it wasn't no and I, well i think i think it, it changes it evolves the place that you need to go and If you just expect to get to a mind state every time you do the exact same thing, um, you're misled because it's you're not going to experience it the same because you can only do that the, for the first time once. You can only experience it once. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, going back so and searching. You have to allow it to evolve naturally mm -hmm. and you can't just go out and, oh, you found this you did a drop rail and it put you in a great mind state. It's not like you can wake up every morning, hit that drop rail and mm -hmm. expect that same mind state. Mm -hmm. So you need to be open to experiencing and in, getting into that zone in different ways. Yeah. Just and through. It's more about getting in the zone than doing the trick. Yeah. That was special about that moment. And for it's different for everyone. So don't listen to what people tell you. Or don't listen to like what is cool by rollerblade standards. Yeah. If you honestly it doesn't matter what kind of skating you do, as long as it comes from like the zone, people would be attracted to it. Yeah. Like hundred percent. And that's what Slomo talks about that you know, when you watch like really great athletes, it's uh it's not because they're physical like it's because they're like when they're doing it they're in the zone. Yeah, like Michael Jordan, like just the way he moves when you're in that space. People are attracted so confident. to the zone. Like, yeah, they want to watch people that are in the zone. Exactly. Whether it's actors or athletes or yeah, anything. When people are in the zone, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Birds will stop and watch. So people we, will stop and watch. It's people are attracted yeah, to it. Exactly, because people want to be there. They see something that they can't explain, but they they can't deny it like this is like yeah. nature like, it might even make it, sometimes it makes people uncomfortable in the zone when people are so far from the zone yeah they they can be even 
repelled by it or like yeah like almost it threatened, to, yeah. threatened by it because because something inside them knows that they're so far from it mm-hmm. and that and 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 it it's urging them to get to that place but they know they're so far from it that they mm-hmm. feel like that's impossible and then they lash out at so, it so yeah to to kind of sum it up um not that I want to, but I know you have to go pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have this, like, conflict because I still want to do skating that will draw people in. Um, so in a way, I am constantly searching for this, re- like, approval. But it's for, I think it's for a good purpose. And I think as people get more into it, my skating will, will change until it kind of disappears. So, like, right now, maybe I have to do certain tricks to keep people entertained. Um, or at least influence, not necessarily me, but having the people around me, like, you know, Colin, you, Joey, like, being able to make products that will allow you to draw people in. Right. Kind of... Spread the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's that's what it is. It's... It's not it's not the frames or it's not whatever, it's kinda of what me being able to to help, give you help people experience that. I, yeah, I guess I don't know, like you can you can save. But I feel like I was able to help you and Joey and Colin and other people, but us obviously on a bigger scale like to enjoy skating more but just being getting more out of skating yeah just accessing more and i think it all happened because it came from a very like when i look back the reason why it's kind of happening because it came from a right place like it yeah it had the good intentions to begin with and as long as i can kind of stay focused and not um let like ego or things get in the way um, and keep that zone going uh, I think this could be could bring a lot more people here and you know like I like allow them to enjoy whatever it is it's not like they don't need to skate the way we skate right but just yeah being able to skate more or I don't know Enjoy it more. Well, yeah, you've. Uh, I very much appreciate your work, and and you've, <laughs> you've, uh, Thank you. Thank you've really uh, helped me enjoy skating a lot more, uh, with with the products that you've made. So I thank you very much, and um, thank I'm you excited. For believing in me, yeah. I, <laughs> thank you very much, and I like. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for, for the future and in what. Uh, things that you're going to do in the future. I don't even I know if wait. the products are that good. I think maybe just... No, the wizard, the wizard frame is... the fact that it's coming from, like, you know, the intentions behind it and, like, believing in it. And, like, it's... Again, it's not the trick. It's kind of like right. what the trick... Where the trick gets you. Exactly. And it's not the equipment. It's kind of like where the equipment might get you. Yeah. Even if it's, like, just the idea of, like, I don't know this frame like when you put it on you 
you kind of tune into something different, like to our energy. We even just just making the the just making rolling feel better. Fun, yeah, because that's the core of everything of, yeah. a, of any trick of any style of skating is just rolling on the ground. And if you can make that feel better, then you're giving people a head start on getting into the zone. Yeah, in whichever way they want. Yeah. When, nowadays, it's so easy for me to get into like a, a great enjoyment of skating because just when I put my skates on and I take that first stride, yeah. it's just like, oh, yes. And I'm already like three notches above where I would have been. Yeah. In, you're in, able in to stay there skate. longer. Yeah, like and get, get there the, quicker. Yeah. And easier. And I, it's like I don't have to do as much hard things to get there. Mm-hmm. But because I get there so quickly, I can naturally do mm-hmm. harder things because I'm in that place where I can make magic. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was great. I have to cut this off, unfortunately. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Please Click the donate button. Uh, Leon needs $50. I would really appreciate it. Thank you. It would go to good cause. I swear. All right. (laughs)